What's up, guys? Welcome to Just So We're Clear, a podcast brought to you straight out of Singapore with your hosts, Marissa True and myself, Hanley Hofer. Now, if you've listened to us before, well, you know the deal. But if you're new here, well, hey, welcome. So on this show, we cover pretty much everything to do with modern life, female empowerment, sex, mental health, finances, you name it, we do it in the most uncut way possible. Mm -hmm. So grab a coffee, maybe even a glass of wine. No, definitely some wine. Light a scented candle. Or maybe you're at the gym or you're cooking your dinner. But consider this next hour your time to feel like you're not alone. Because trust us, we get it. It's just so we're clear. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to take two of us trying to start today's episode. Um, Hanley here, feeling very positive about what we're going to create today because Marissa and I are coming to you with a whole lot of energy. A little bit of a vibe check on my end. Last week, you guys heard it. I was not in a great place. This week, I have progressed from that place. I have shifted into a healthier, I guess, more mindful, balanced place. And so overall, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, because we were in Bali together, and that was a very reflective holiday. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of honoring divine feminine as that was what it was called right the divine feminine yeah well yeah feminine energy sisterhood yeah, yeah. and that was very new for me and yeah it made actually, me think really hard oh actually this this could maybe i i do want to hear your feedback on it um and and before we do that though we obviously need to give you guys story time of what went down it was a very unique type of birthday experience for my 30th um but before we get into that you didn't answer your vibe check my vibe check is good. Um, I am. All right. Oh my god! Elaborate. Damn. Okay. I can feel it in the room. There's tension. Um, I'm in an excellent mood for multiple reasons. Uh, firstly, I'm not traveling for a minute, and I'm really happy to be getting back into my usual routine and like getting back into the swing of things. And it feels really good because I was so tired and I was actually genuinely burnt out. Like the idea of getting on a plane right now is stressing me out. Then. I was like, wow, we're really getting back into the swing. So I went out on a uh, cheeky little date, which is very impromptu with someone who doesn't actually live in Singapore, but happened to be passing through town. And um, it was excellent. It was definitely one of the best dates I've had this year. Oh, music to my ears. He was very attractive. See, this, you know, this is making me so happy because I feel like your experience with men have in recent times been a bit disappointing Meh. men yeah. have been disappointing me and so finally my girl walked into my apartment ready to record this episode glowing <laughs> i gave her a high five <laughs> <laughs> listen he was like a like he was a hard nine like he was handsome don't don't look at me this way i know but you said hard <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry I'm sorry. I know your dad listens. To you this turned podcast. 30 last week. Doesn't change a thing. <laughs> Maturity of a 17 year old forever. And um, but yeah, I'm. You look. You look good. Thanks. And then we just got along super well, and it was just lasted ages. And it's it's a pity that we're probably not going to see each other again. We might cross paths in the future. Who knows? But like, I had a great time. Okay, I just want to throw this in. Sometimes the 
encounters the situationships where are which are brief and wonderful and you don't need to see them again are the best. They're so healing in so many ways. They boost I, your ego and then you can let that beautiful moment just exist as it was and then you don't have space or time to fuck it up after. You can just be like, mm. that was gorgeous. That was an amazing fling. Thank you for the memories. Preserve the purity. Mm. No, I get it. I think I think for me it was like it was very much a light situation which I really valued because I'm not about to like try to throw myself into the deep end of stuff. And I just had a lot of fun and like he was just really not bad to look at. So I had a great time. And also I I told him about our podcast and he's already an avid fan. And he did sort of low-key ask if he could have a shout out. And I may have offered to refer to him as the Yachty Hottie. Um, and I don't know if I'm proud of that fact, but he... I'm not proud of that fact, but we can... But he, that's not my life. He was, <laughs> he was like really hot, so I wanted to give it to him. Okay, you know? okay, okay. We can give your little crush a shout out on the podcast. Yo, what is it? What's it called? Yachty Naughty? No, Haughty. Yeah, fucking hell. I know. Yachty Haughty. What are we? High school? If we're if you're listening, you best give us a five star rating. And actually, yeah. I'm going to use this moment to remind everyone tuning in right now. You guys know that little like five star rating you can give us on Spotify. If you haven't yet. And we've actually never asked you to do this before. (laughs) But if you could just give us a rating, it will help us not only chart, but it will also remind us of why we're doing this. Why we're doing this. And also, make it a five. No fours. A five. Only fives in this club. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hard fives. (laughs) We are a hard five. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, well, I'm balanced. Marissa's on cloud nine. (laughs) Let's get into what has happened over the last three weeks. I will give you guys the truth, the story time of everything that's gone down. And um, oh, it's gonna be a chunky episode. It's gonna huh? be it's gonna be a good one. This is the kind of episode, you guys, where it's like just us girls catching up. So you're part of the circle. Dive in with mm. us. So I am recently single. Yeah. Just I wish there was a penny we could drop because yeah. that's such a thing. Like it's yeah. such a, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. I am now single um, for about four weeks. It's been almost a month. Has it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's actually gone by pretty fast. For you. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take this that. This has been yeah. the yeah. longest, most confusing and uh, most uh, challenging few weeks that I've had in recent times. The uh-huh. choice was not mine my heart was totally broken and it still is pretty hurt Mm. um and the bastard did it a few days before my birthday so this was a discussion oh it was a point of debate which is would you rather someone who was going to do this break up with you before or after your birthday so the reason that i want to add that it was a few days before my birthday because i turned 30 this month and um to answer your question there is never a good time so i don't actually think that the debate is before or after there's never a good time for this and i don't actually fault him for doing it before my birthday because it's not about the dates it's about these things just they just fucking happen yeah but what it meant was i flew to bali on this like relationship emergency situation my heart got broken I came back to Singapore and I had to put a brave face on for my family celebrations to just get through the week and in this 
haze of heartbreak that I was in. And then I had to fly back to Bali to attend my birthday party, which I had planned like months in advance. Mm -hmm. I couldn't back out from those plans. I had all my girlfriends coming in to be there with me. So I had to go back to the island that hurt me. And um, I had to just exist and do my best in this space of like heartbreak and hurt and sadness and depression and celebration. And it was a very, I've, I, I don't even know what words would describe that dance of what it was, but I am so fucking proud of myself for making it through. Oh, you did an excellent job mm-hmm. because you were effectively flying back into Trigger Central. Oh, and every, every left, right, and corner was yeah. triggers. Yeah. Like every, like the memories that are dotted around all of those spaces. And then I think collectively, like as your, as your girl gang, we were all like, listen, we're all like, I think uh, to be fair, we didn't actually say this out loud, but I think it was all very commonly understood that when you were up, we were going to keep you up. And when you were down, we were going to be there to manage you when you were down but you honestly, like, I obviously know that you dipped a few times and you would take some time to yourself, but you did a fucking good job. Mm. Like, you really did a good I'm job. I'm so strong. You are. I am. And I know I am. And I acknowledge myself daily since since it's happened about how well are I'm doing because that's all I can do these days. Just pour so much self-love back into this uh cracked heart um sacred vessel sacred vessel mm-hmm. that's all i am right now just a fucking vessel <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if you guys saw on my instagram but um one of the things that i did for my birthday that actually i planned like ages ago and i was pretty adamant to have this was a cacao ceremony mm-hmm. i have been to a couple of cacao ceremonies before but i've never done it with my people And it was something that I just wanted to experience with my friends, but also to kind of set more intention and heart behind a 30th. I think normally for 30ths, we just go like, ah, and get crazy and get like really drunk and party. I didn't. Um, I was allowed two people in my house. Remember? uh, Okay. But we were twerking upside down on walls on your 30th. So we did turn up. We could have done that. We turned up. We (laughs) We turned up. That's my favorite video of us. (laughs) So I called together um, a cacao ceremony and basically just like a very quick description of what this is. Cacao is used ceremonially to open your heart. It's um, made for spiritual grounding. And um, this lady called Lola came into the building and she led the ceremony. And actually, why don't you describe what went down? Because as a first timer, Mm. I think that it's going to be a good insight from you. So... I went into this very blind because I knew I'd heard of a cacao ceremony, but I kind of didn't want to Google it because I wanted to just be very open to whatever I was going to be taught. But I'm not going to lie. Like my first impressions were that, you know, there was going to be some lady in a big flowy skirt just pouring us Nesquik. And then we were going to like hum <laughs> yeah. under our breasts. <laughs> like, I was like, is it Milo? I, like, know, I prefer so, Milo. It's so funny. Before she came, so Marissa helped organize that. And before she showed up, she sent Marissa okay. a voice note. So this voice note, right? This lady's basically preparing us for what we need. So Hanley's birthday was butterflies. And in the theme was butterfly disco. And butterfly disco. And I was and then this lady is like, is there a theme for the birthday? And I'm like, I can't tell this woman butterfly disco. So I was like, it's um metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. Yeah. And so we're all getting dressed like year two thousand. <laughs> 
high school kids. Y2K brass dolls with butterfly clips, basically. Exactly. Like we were glitzed and glammed. And this lady's talking about how we need to dress as though we're about to meet God. Yeah. And I was like, abort, abort. Change all the wardrobe plans. I know. You guys should have seen the looks on all our friends' faces. We were like, so we've been advised to dress as if we're going to the temple. Yeah. And so everyone was just like, so naked? <laughs> yeah, so then we're, so everyone's like, oh my God. So we're trying to find our flowiest and like white linen outfits. Most godly outfits, literally. It, we looked like a cult. It was pretty culty. Yeah, I'll give it yeah. to you. Yeah. And then, um, and then basically it just, I really liked it. Like it was not what I expected to be. Like we were given, you know, pure cacao to drink. We were given a mantra to repeat to ourselves. And I can't remember what the mantra was, but. I can't even remember what it meant. It was, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Something to do with abundance. Yes. So basically, uh, shik, shish cacao, which Maham is... Maham prema. Yes. Something like something that. Something like that. But shish cacao is the uh, cacao goddess. She's also the god of fertility and abundance. And there's a long history um, that she has, and it's very rooted in like uh, Mayan traditions, Amazonian, Amazonian practices. But basically... Her whole thing as a god is abundance, mm. love, grounding, fertility. It's a very um, uh, feminine energy, yes. which yes. was like perfect because feminine energy in essence is nurturing and healing and softening. Yeah. Yeah. And so the mental and emotional space I was at on my 30th, I was so freaking sad and heartbroken and so tender mm -hmm. and so to have this ceremony that was all about like receiving love like accepting my abundance of womanhood and everything good that this deity represented mm -hmm. was just so freaking powerful yeah and so it started off with each of us setting an intention for ourselves and then setting an intention for you mm -hmm. as like the birthday girl it was so hard it was so difficult to sit through that yeah so and then and then drinking this cacao which was much better than nesquik i have to admit i was, actually thought it was delicious no, it was delicious it was I had so seconds. good yeah. so did i i was like i don't does this make me holier but <laughs> um and then and then hanley lays down like this cloth and yeah. then we had to set our intentions and so we all had to lay our hand on Hanley and so like they put me down on this like sarong in the middle of this like women's circle we're like throwing petals at her yeah they like cover me with flowers because there's like a whole like flower mandala in the middle of us and so so we basically drink the cacao we do some like humming meditative state type exercises mm -hmm. we set intention we just get very open-hearted which is what the whole point is and then i lie in the middle of the sarong and <laughs> yo okay so we're not the most tactile of friends right <laughs> but we all have to put our hands on hanley and then we each have to say something that we want to gift her so like gifting her self-love or self-assurance or self-passion yeah and all this sort of stuff and i'm there trying to be like don't make it funny marissa and then i just put my hand like right at your third eye <laughs> <laughs> that bit was a little awkward for me because you know what okay so my intention for the entire weekend was to simply just let myself receive because yeah. I didn't have anything to give so I was yeah. like I'm just gonna be here and just let love and let support come to me and that is enough for me because I literally I didn't I was so empty you guys I had mm -hmm. nothing to give so my whole thing was just letting my friends be around me and pour into my vessel the, these like chants and intentions of like self-compassion love mm -hmm. bravery all these like amazing things 
And it was uncomfortable. Oh, no. I could tell you were uncomfortable, but I could tell that, you know, you really wanted to be open to it as well. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. It's also challenging to be like, yeah, I want to give you self-trust. Like, it's 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 different. different. It's different. And I actually I'm really grateful to had my have my eyes open about the ability to receive. Yes. Because I think that that's something that we overlook. Because oh, I think, yeah. right? I think yeah. individually, number one, we don't acknowledge ourselves enough. So we're not even receiving praise from ourselves to ourselves. So how are we when we re- receive praise from others? And also, like, culturally, societally, like, when people praise you, it's almost like a... a you're supposed to culturally dismiss it and be like, no, no, yes, I'm not that great. Yes, you're meant to push it down yeah. and push it away and be like, no, 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 don't say that about me. You're meant yeah. to, like, humble yourself because vanity is, I don't know. Yeah, my date told me he thought I was a celebrity and I was like, no, no. Then I was like, actually, yeah. yeah you can use that word. Yeah, yeah I'm you famous. Can, you, people know me. Yeah. <laughs> known but it was interesting to notice that even the simple act of receiving which all you need to do is just sit there and take it and it was good things from people I love made me uncomfortable so I realized that that was like the practice for me in that moment I just had mm-hmm. to sit there and I, in my mind I was like I, I had just had this vision of like myself telling myself like just receive mm-hmm. don't judge this just receive and it was mm-hmm. very emotional I was crying oh no I know oh I cried the, the whole weekend basically the moment you but, cried yeah. I was like okay Marissa no jokes right now. <laughs> I was like, take your hand off her third eye. Maybe just put it on her shoulder. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, let's play this cool. Resist your urges. Yeah. And then I was like, I wanted I wanted it to be, because I know my natural response in uncomfortable situations is to try and make people laugh. So I was like, not this time. We're fighting through it. Because also I was like, I need to understand these ceremonies and be more open to them. And in that, I'm just going to have to like not try undermine it reflexively just because it makes me a little uncomfortable. Yes. Do you know what I mean? No, and I'm so happy that you forced yourself to push past that pattern. Yo, I leaned hard into the woo-woo that weekend. Yeah, you did. The only thing I didn't do was the tarot reading. I regret doing the tarot reading. Everything else, yeah. I was like... There were, yeah, guys, it was it was very... It was a very healing weekend. There were tarot card readers. We went to a water bath. bath. There was a gong bath. Yo, the gong bath, I am... I adored it yeah i did not expect what i got out of that experience sound like vibrational therapy it's a whole thing yeah listen firstly i thought it was gonna be like people wandering around the room when you're lying on a yoga mat being like ding 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 in your ears and just like (laughs) pissing me off and being like i'm just trying to meditate Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't I prepared for the fact that they were going to play like a full symphony of gongs, which was the, it was the most insane experience because I was like, whoa, are we in a movie right now? Like this felt like a movie soundtrack. And then also they were talking. <laughs> <laughs> is this real life? I was like, what? This is such a vibe. I was like, these bangers. <laughs> but then... Um, and then they were talking about the structure of the pyramid and that was how that was going to help the vibrations carry through the room. And like I could physically feel it. And then they were talking about how you would be put into a theta state, which for those who don't know is effectively like the space between your wakefulness and your dream state. So it's like it's like where lucid dreaming would occur, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yo, I nailed it because I was there for a full hour and it was sick. I had insane dreams and visualizations Mm -hmm. I could feel every vibration 
like physically feel it. I could feel the temperature of it, which blew my mind. I could feel its color. So there was a lot of synesthesia as well. Mm-hmm. And and then I could also feel where the vibrations were like strongest in my body. And I'm not going to lie. And this is probably TMI. But like it really made me horny. Oh, like, girl. Like unreal. I yeah. was just like. Whew, keep that one going. <laughs> I was like, again, bong it again. <laughs> Vibrational. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Like three times. So I think you should consider actually bringing gong bath meditation into your lifestyle. Oh, 100% without a doubt. Because also I came out extremely relaxed. But afterwards, and this is where I was like, ooh, we're pushing the woo-woo real hard because we're starting to open up cans of worms. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm ready to face all of this. But I had the most lucid dream that night. And then the following night, I had the most lucid nightmare. Ooh. And like, I woke up just like, like, you know when you're crying and you can't breathe? It was that kind of crying. And I was like, ooh, we opened the gate. But it's interesting because I think I also noticed that you were starting to go into your own things that weekend. Mm. Um, But it was a combination of a lot. Number one, there is something that happens to us as women when we surround ourselves with other women that radiate support and nurturing. This is what the feminine energy, divine feminine is all about. It is when we are in a space where we don't need to show up in any other way because we're not being judged. We're not like, we're like you know, the masculine, the balance, like it, where we don't need to fight or be anything mm-hmm. to that. And it's almost like when we are in a, this is why I freaking love women. I preach sisterhood and empowerment and self-love and all that for women. Because when we show up for each other, when we're already doing the work for ourselves, we create this like ripple effect of mm-hmm. softness within. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, I mean, for sure, the gong bath definitely like unlocked something. But maybe being around so much of this like feminine energy created this space for you for shit to surface that your masculine or your busy life maybe just didn't give you the energy to focus on. Oh, big time. Because one thing, yes, like I will not deny that when you first set up the weekend, a bit of me was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel being surrounded by, you know, 11, 12 other women day and night for days like that is not a usual like I'm I'm always inclined to be like I'm, I'm just gonna go hang out with the guys for a minute so that was interesting because I was like I don't know how I'm actually gonna respond to that and I think what happened was I softened entirely like every guard dropped so when people were openly because I'm always very receptive to other people's emotions when they want to talk about it but I'm not that giving with mine Mm. and that time I was like guys here's all my bullshit oh yeah you sat down and journaled hard I saw those double pages my hand was like cramping trying to and I was like squeezing the ink out of my pen because I had so much to think about and then also everyone got their periods everyone (laughs) everyone got their periods not everyone okay like 50% of the house yeah that's enough it was people were like I'm early I'm like what the fuck is happening I was like three days we're all witches firstly and this magic has just hit us all but you're right that it did mean like I think everyone's guard in that house was dropped Mm -hmm. and there were definitely a couple people in the house who had their guard like over their heads like they were tense I think they're going through their own stuff and watching that gradually come down over time was really interesting to witness as well Mm. so I think all of us kind of came home just being like oh remember when we talked about how we were like taking off our hermit shells we were like soft shell crab Mm -hmm. that's how I felt after this weekend I was like I feel really vulnerable right now (laughs) 
is it vulnerable or is it just soft? There's no, I mean it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I just remember mm-hmm. thinking like I really just peeled back a lot of things that I tend to use to shield myself mm-hmm. with. And that's why like even when we would talk about it on the trip and be like, hey, listen, like these feelings are coming up. I was like, damn, I was not expecting to A, feel them and B, tell someone about everyone. Them. Everyone had something surface and it was, I think, really amazing. And Actually, there's this whole global thing right now about us living in a very masculine, energy-driven world. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast, but kind of just to do it a bit more black and white for you guys. When we talk about like the feminine and the masculine, we individually have both within us. And our lives are always in this sort of dance between showing up with a bit more masculine today or showing up with a bit more feminine. And that's just how we are as humans. Um In this modern life that we are all very jaded and living in, we are kind of forced to just have our masculine on more than usual. It's a man's world at the end of the day. Exactly. And that looks like, you know, just responsibility. It's just like showing up for work. It's, you know, just taking charge. It's like being the shark. Yeah. Like gunning for stuff rather than being like, I'm just going to take care of myself. Exactly. And for the feminine sides of us that we all have and that we all like owe some Uh, time to just be it's that softening it's that vulnerability it's that nurturing and honestly like me coming out of this weekend at at a time of when I needed so much healing and to be surrounded by that I'm like that is such a valuable lesson that I'm going to take with me forever which is that and I said it in my Instagram I'll say it again that um sisterhood will always save the day it really does Mm -hmm. and like the other thing I noticed about this weekend at least as it related to me, was seeing how far I'd actually come, not just in this weekend as like an isolated incident, but just how comfortable I was in general. With your feminine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, there she is. Mm. Welcome back. And then then it was actually just nice to be her for a minute. Mm. And like not, because obviously work goes at a million miles an hour and that's when I'm probably like the most masculine because I'm organized and I'm like diligent. I'm going and sorting everything out. And I'm very like, I'm a Mm go-getter and suddenly it's just being like no we're going to rest in stillness we're going to lie completely flat and we're just going to take care of ourselves for a minute yep and it also meant that when I came back to Singapore my mind was completely reset because I was like I don't want to drink I genuinely want to take care of my body a lot better I'm eating a lot cleaner again because I let all of that slip I'm trying to get back into my fitness routine in a way that I'm not pushing so hard I'm just trying to manage Mm -hmm. and that was different for sure because now I'm like, oh, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. I'm going to say no. I'm so, actively not making plans. I'm telling people I'm busy when I have nothing to do on the weekend. Good. Honor honor that side of you that needs to take rest and just chill and flow. I mean, honestly, that's been my last three weeks. I've been so down with the breakup that I've been kind of like so in my feminine because I'm so hurt. And I'm just like so watery if you guys know what that means I'm just Mm. crying so much that actually the this last two days I kind of like hit my my limit with that energy and now I'm stepping into the bounce now I'm starting to come more into my masculine again the villain era I'm really like okay that was that was needed but I don't want to sit in this for too long that's what I mean guys we need the balance of the two and I'm needing, I need to come back into my masculine alpha female energy for a little bit for my own self-care. So let's talk about a villain era. Can you define it okay, for wait, us? Okay, wait, wait. I'm not ready to talk about villain era. No, no. It's going to come. It's going to come. We haven't started the villain era, but I think 
Many people need to understand what it is. Okay, so I've been throwing this word around because I'm like, guys, I know I'm going through my healing stage right now, but just wait till I enter my villain era. And I think that's what we need to like start hyping and counting down yeah, to. That's the that's the visualization that I'm working towards. Like that vision of my healed, happy, like yes, fuck this breakup self is what I'm going to be dubbing the villain era. And it's basically going to be the era where I will ever so kindly not give a fuck. Genuinely not give a fuck about things that would hold me back before. Yes. This is amazing. This is like the gift of a breakup, the gift of a heartbreak. It's that it really just like shatters your world so that you can see all these little pieces of what once war was and you're kind of at ground zero. But the good thing about ground zero is that you get to rebuild. Yeah. And so that's part of rock bottom. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I'm edging towards that rebuild. And then when I come back, I'm going to have such a good time. It also means you get to pick out which fragments you want to keep and which ones you want to discard as you rebuild. Oh, yeah. I'm really proud of the way that I've been handling this breakup, to be honest, because my mindset is like if this. This mindset would not have happened three years ago. This mindset would not even be known about five years ago. But you know what it is? You're reaping the rewards of the work that you've put in over those years. hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Like you would look at it and you're like, oh shit, look at how far my, I've been. My ability to catch my thoughts these days are so much better than they used it's to. It's such an amazing feeling. I had the same thing where I was, so I was voice noting a friend and I was explaining a situation to her and she just replied being like, it's so interesting to see how you're talking about this now because a few years ago you wouldn't have said those mm, things. Did, and I was like, uh, have we... Have we grown? Did we evolve? Oh my god. Look at us. 30 and nice. thriving. Kind of. <laughs> 30 and trying. <laughs> 30 and trying. 30 and trying. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's what we should call the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of this. 30 and, we, and trying. And then when we hit 40s, we'll be like, still trying. <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> 50s. Almost 50s. there. No, like 80s. 80s? Life is a constant work in progress. Like, if you hit the finish line, you're dead. No, 80s would be like, did it, bitches. Like, that would be the energy. Oh, I'm just, I always envision our 80 year old selves and like, they're so funny. Like, we're going to be hilarious at 80. I've been doing, so I, I did hypnotherapy a couple days ago. Talk about it. Yeah. So I'm doing, oh, guys, I'm, I'm doing all the therapies. Firstly, let's get this out there. Do you there. have one of those punch cards where like the more therapies you do, you get a free coffee at the end? Yeah. <laughs> I got a crystal at the end. <laughs> I'm doing all the therapies. I'm going hard. I'm taking this seriously. It's like revenge healing. Um, but I'm doing hypnotherapy and actually... I'm someone who I consider myself a very visual person. So hypnotherapy seems to be working for me because mm. when you're in this like hypnosis, subconscious type state, your visualization has a deeper impact on you. Right. So one of the things that we do in hypnotherapy, and by the way, if you guys are looking for one, my chick does it over Zoom. She's amazing. Hit me up. I'll share the contact. Um, is that we go into like the traumas that have happened in your life oh, and so then heavy. you visualize so i mean all of these come from like like my breakup trauma is actually linked to like a childhood trauma sure as they all are <laughs> thanks parents inner child <laughs> damaged <laughs> <laughs> but in these visualizations i have to enter the room of um what is happening in the trauma scene and i in my current age now need to console my inner child and oh, then yes, okay. she takes it to the next level. And after I've consoled my 
child version. She calls in the 80-year-old version of me. Yo, it's like Inception. Yeah. And then the 80-year-old version will walk into my dream space and console the both of us and tell me now is 30 and seven-year-old me what we need to know. Have you read The Body Keeps the Score yet? Not yet. They dig into this in detail. It's Mm. so fascinating. Oh, it is so interesting. And the best thing about hypnotherapy and what this does for me is that by sending and telling myself messages from myself. From the past, present, and future. What I'm doing is I'm bringing in love from all different dimensions and into me now. And Mm. it's, it's created my sense of like a self-love and self-trust like tenfold because mm-hmm. I'm healing I'm healing myself with versions of myself that's cool yeah it's like an origami exactly. it's like a it's like an ego origami of different aspects of yourself that you're folding over one another oh yeah to create like a new little swan yeah or a crane <laughs> Or the right? one where it's like the four squares. <laughs> yes. You gotta pick a, like pick one, a side. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Pick a color. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> and it'll be like house. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But it's been an interesting journey. And more will come as the episodes roll. You guys know me. I don't mm-hmm. hold back. Um, but in general, I'm in a better place than I thought I would be if this had happened to me even a year ago. God, shout out to therapy. It's just so great. It benefits everybody. Like oh. I don't think every, everyone has to do it, but I think everyone should do it and give it a try. Oh, my my next, whoever is lucky enough to come into my life next, it's not that like, are you open to therapy? It's going to be a requirement that you actually go. So your green flag is, I've been to therapy. Yeah, no. It, your I red go. flag is, I don't like therapy oh god ow if you you what you don't like it 2022 and you don't like therapy i like therapy's great grow up like (laughs) (laughs) seriously you don't do the work and even if you can't afford a therapist and something like just do something that shows me you're trying to improve yourself that's yeah i mean i haven't gone to to, uh, to be blunt i haven't gone to therapy in a while but i think i've just done so much like active work trying to reflect on everything that it's almost like a self-guided one. Yeah. In a way. But I remembered when when I went through my breakup, I went through therapy and I did a technique called EMDR to process my traumas because I was getting these intense flashbacks. Like like I would just stop in the middle of the street and just start crying because I would have these flashbacks. They were so vivid. Um and it was wild. <laughs> Basically, it's eye motion desensitization. I forget the R. But um, you close your eyes and you have to, like, for me, it was like a butterfly technique. Oh, yeah. You told me that. Yeah, so you yeah. tap each shoulder um, as you effectively replay your flashbacks on loop as you're doing this exercise over 15, 20 minutes and just breathing deeply through it. Because the principle is that you're trying to desensitize yourself to how triggering those memories are. Whoa. Like the first time I did it, it was just like pouring everything out of my body. I could not stop crying. And the second time I did it, I was like, damn, this is better already. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, look, it's tough because you're essentially reliving your traumas. Yeah. That's what hypnotherapy also is. We get into a state where your body remembers the physical reaction of the trauma. And then we go back to the first time you felt that. And then even further back if you have an earlier memory. So you can kind of understand why some people are like, I don't want to do therapy because they're like, I don't want to look at that just yet. Um, Self-help books, though. That's a green flag for me. Do you read them? Do you process them? That's going to be something that I can be like, okay, you don't seem that bad. 
I don't know if I, I don't read self-help books. I'm currently reading this book called The Conscious Uncoupling. Oh, all yeah. right, Gwyneth. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Gwyn and I, we are soulmates. <laughs> she don't know it yet. She don't Shout know me. Shout out to Paltrow. But Goop is my vibe. Um, and anyone who's actually going through heartbreak, I highly recommend looking into this method because it's really helped me break down my process with a supportive framework. And it's yeah. it's really helping me like just move forward from victim mode because there's nothing I hate more than victim mindset. Move forward from that into just like, what's it, warrior mode? I don't know, one of these terms. Yeah. Because I think often when you're going through a, like any kind of tragedy or things like a breakup is you start to feel, because you're so low and you have a sense of hopelessness, you start to feel like the world is just happening to you mm -hmm. and you completely forget that you're a very active agent. So like conscious uncoupling is very much trying, I guess, rest or reminding you that you have it very much within your power to affect change and how you handle the situation. 100%. And also, I want to offer this perspective that my therapist gave me, which has helped me so much. So in the wake of a breakup, for some fucked up reason, our mind does this glorious thing of nostalgia. Oh, yeah. It's right? like, remember how good things yeah. were? Yeah, and for some reason, when we go through heartbreak, we just think about all these like amazing times and we really romanticize the relationship and, and it just makes it harder for us to move on. Or we romanticize the future of if we ever get back together, one day maybe we'll realize we were the ones for each other. Just all this like Hollywood shit, which, you know, I love, but one that's happening to me, like, stop, it's painful. Oh, yeah, I'm guilty of that 100%. Yeah. So and it was agony. It's so painful. It's yeah. so mean that our minds would do that to ourselves. Especially if you know that that's what's happening because you almost have to break your own heart again and be like, remind yourself that that's not real. So, it's, like seeing a, it's like seeing a mirage in the desert mm -hmm. and getting hopeful and then being like, nope, remind yourself you're in a desert. Oh, yeah. There is no A water. hard stamp of reality. This perspective has helped me a lot, which is that the, the version of your partner, your ex-partner that you are daydreaming about, that you are holding on to, that you're romanticizing nostalgia, all that about, simply does not exist anymore. Mm. Because that version of that partner wouldn't do this to you. Yeah. So that that doesn't exist anymore. And also another level to that is that that girl in those flashbacks, she also doesn't exist anymore because this heartbreak mm -hmm. and trauma has already changed her. So for me, when I catch myself thinking about the what ifs and the good old days and all that, I just tell myself like, why am I using space in my mind to think about things that simply don't exist anymore? Absolutely. It just doesn't exist anymore. And that's been the hard pill to th swallow, but it's been the thing that has kept me going when I catch myself going into a downward spiral. I'm like, this don't, it's not real. It's not even real. But it is so hard because there's understanding that and then there's convincing yourself to believe that when your mind starts going that way. Mm -hmm. And I like holding, like that's a kind of discipline where it's really tough love. And so if you have a friend that can turn around and be like, that doesn't exist anymore, those friends are really actually as mean as they might sound are the most helpful. Those that don't tiptoe around mm -hmm. the fact that that reality is no longer option, is no longer possible for you. Um, 100%. And uh, another thing that I am very grateful for in recent days is my ego. I'm so Yo, grateful for my her. ego. I, I ego, yes. She's coming oh. back. I mean, we know ego has a bad rep when it's overfed and inflated. But in times where she needs to come around and remind you who the fuck you are, 
ooh, I love her. Mm -hmm. And my ego has been creeping back into my life and reminding me all the things that, honestly, she's right about. Like, I know my worth. I know my quality. I'm very aware of the caliber of woman I am. And my ego is coming in with all of this, like, party energy vibe to be like, see, bitch? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Look who you are. Remind yourself who you are. Yeah. The ego is basically the part of you that fights very aggressively for what you deep down know you deserve. And in this situation. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's also, it's a very protective dimension of your personality. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one thing I did, I remember when I was still processing my breakup and I was, I think I was like nine months down the line and still struggling was my sister and I did this exercise where we wrote down in our journals reasons why I am the perfect woman. Ooh, love that. I read that every once in a while. I'm just like, damn, she right. I am perfect. <laughs> I love that. I love that exercise. Do it. It honestly, it changed the game. And then I and then I did another one with like slightly different answers because I think the first page was still true, but there were other things that I was learning to appreciate about myself that I wanted to document. Mm. And like that's just because that takes it from ego to really becoming just like your rooted self-confidence mm-hmm. and your self-worth and that exercise it sounds lame and I get it, especially for someone like who necessarily isn't open to this sort of stuff, do so, it. Self-acknowledgement. Yeah. And, you know, Surrender the skepticism. Do it. Oh. And here's another thing that I'm Tips doing, tricks. doing more <laughs> of is I'm looking at myself in the eyes in the mirror every day and I'm telling her how much I love her, I appreciate her, and I accept her. And um, So that's like a good giving and receiving exercise on your own. I know that you've, have you tried it yet? Have you tried honestly looking at yourself dead ass in the eyes in your reflection and telling dead that person ass. right there, I love you. Have you tried that yet? No. How does it make I you would, feel? Because I would look in the mirror and be like, I love you. And I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like I would love. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Because but, I would be like, Mwah. but I've definitely had, for me, it's more moments of just silence of just being like, I really rate who I am. Mm. Like, I'm really down with how I've grown. I did this powerful mirror session when I was in Malaysia this past weekend. And I apologized to myself in the mirror. And it sounds really intense and dramatic. But, you know, we are all intense and dramatic. That sounds really hard. Oh, it like, really I hard. broke down. I apologized to myself for ever putting myself in a position where I could have been this taken for granted and for someone to make me feel like I was not acknowledged or appreciated. And mm. I literally broke, I broke down. It was one of the hardest and most sobering things that I've done in my relationship with myself in wake of this breakup. Mm-hmm. But it was necessary because right now, the only thing that I want to do is rebuild my relationship with myself. Like, yeah, that's it. That is my focus on healing. That sounds like a really confronting exercise. Um, And then I hugged myself. And then I realized that I was like kind of crazy right now. Just like naked. No, lean into the crazy. Hugging myself. Like, I'm so sorry. But it was necessary, you guys. And I'm really happy that I did that. No, I think those are the sorts of things where like you just have to suspend judgment and lean into it. Because at the end of the day, they genuinely do benefit you regardless of how like skeptical you might be going in. But like the idea of apologizing to myself. I don't think I'm ready to do that. I was like, I want to. I've written forgiveness letters before. Have you done that? No, but there's so much, like ever since, very frankly, ever since we did the episode where I told the story about my eating disorder, that, that week, a lot of it kind of resurfaced. And like, I had to kind of reprocess all of those memories because 
stupid, like naively, I thought, oh, I'm just going to tell the story and that's going to be the step. But kind of re-acknowledging that that had happened was the bigger step. It wasn't mm-hmm. telling other people. It was reminding myself of it. And then what I learned in that was that I never gave myself sympathy. I never gave myself time to mourn who I lost mm. in that time. And that was the thing that ended up breaking my heart even harder because it was just like, oh, you kind of just went, oh, we're recovering and we're getting on with it and we're moving on and like forward, onwards and upwards. But I never kind of took time to be like that, you know, 19 to 25 year old chapter. Like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I didn't ever do that. And that was like, yeah, that's also coming back to this honoring your feminine. Yeah. This energy that we have to nurture ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. It's tough. Look, guys, this is like fucking hard shit we're talking about. Heartbreak, eating disorders, self-forgiveness, acknowledgement. We really really started this episode like hyped and now we're like, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Just breathing through the trauma. Like, like, but there is there is a common thread, right? With what we are talking about here that I, I want to like depart on everyone that's listening, which is that we get it. It's really hard to get to a place of self-love. It takes a lot of fucking work, but it is so worth it. So that the moments that life knocks you down and you feel all alone, you're not going to feel completely lonely because you have your own back. And in order to get to those steps, we need to be open to receiving the love that we give ourselves. It's Mm -hmm. coming back to what I said at the beginning. Receiving is a hard thing to do. It's overlooked. Just sitting there and taking the good or it's it's uncomfortable it's like icky it's for some of us mm-hmm. but it's necessary it's all part of it so if there's anything that maybe you want to mull over it's your relationship with receiving and in what ways can we all push ourselves to open that so that we can yeah. just be yeah yeah more I susceptible i think that's really well put because you don't ever really think about how much easier it actually is to give you're just like, oh, yeah, go on, take it. Not mm-hmm, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, oh, I wish I didn't give it away, you're just like, oh, whoops. Yeah, and it's like small practices. Like the next time someone compliments your outfit, don't like... Just be like, thank you. Yeah, don't joke it away. When someone compliments your achievements, don't like minimize it just for other for your comfort or anything. Just simply say, I know, thank you. It's interesting because in a professional sense, I'm fine with that. If someone's mm-hmm. like, hey, that was an excellent interview. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Like they were a great guest. Or like, yeah, you know, I love like I love this work. But if as soon as it's something to do with me and being like, hey, you look amazing today. I'm like, oh, my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's still an adjustment. It's still weird. But it's also because like, think about it, when we were in school, right? And then someone would be like, oh, my God, no, but you're so pretty. And you're like, no, but you're so pretty. And it was never like you couldn't accept it because it wasn't the polite thing to do. Oh, yeah. And then we've internalized that and conditioned that. And like now it's just a thing that we do that doesn't help us. And yet for some reason we're still bound to it. It's stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Receive. Um, Okay, You want to give me gifts? I'm ready to receive. I give you so many gifts. I know you do. And I'm ready to receive more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, uh, more on this chapter of both our lives to come. There's so much for us to unpack over the last two weeks. Um, but also, as usual, you know, write in, share your thoughts. This was a very 
um, giving introspective <laughs> giving episode. So uh, at the same time of the other side of this mic, feeling very vulnerable to put it all out there. I would love to receive some feedback about your stories, your mm-hmm. journeys. You know how we are. We deeply yeah. appreciate it when you guys hit us up. So yes. Yeah. And my only parting words are that I'm amazing. You're amazing. Everyone listening is amazing. We're all going to just take that in, okay? Okay. Can I also add that if the Yachty hottie has made it to the end of this episode... Yo, you are also amazing. <laughs> if he doesn't, like, ask for a second date, if he doesn't send you some sort of bouquet, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, okay. I'm ready to receive. <laughs> all right, you guys. We'll catch you in the next episode. In the meantime, have a good one. Love you. Bye. Bye.